3: Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1976's The Omen, directed by Richard Donner. Mm. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've just been watching a lot of YouTube
4: videos about deep sea creatures. Uh that squid that's got um, right-angled tentacles.
3: Yeah. Have you watched that... Um... Oh, what's it called? My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. No, but I kind of want to. Oh, I feel like you should. Yeah. It's really good. I want to. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good.
4: I mean, I've been going to work and stuff as well. I haven't just been doing that, but that's the only been unusual literally event. watching
3: YouTube. Yeah. Forever. I'm a marine biologist now. Well, yeah. problem is, if you watch YouTube... You can learn anything on YouTube.
4: Well, you can, but sometimes it's not true. Like, there's loads of videos about stuff that's just just not true. Yeah. That's true. It's you've got to use your yeah. What well, that's not you've true. You've got
3: to use your common sense. Common sense. I think yeah. yeah. Do like a bit of YouTube though. You can find almost anything on YouTube, can't you? The thing I tend to watch most on there is AEW matches because mm. uh, they've got like two. There's like two programs that they release on YouTube now a week. Oh, cool. So there's one on Monday, one on Tuesday.
4: So. What? What? I wonder what the video that you have most watched Um, at the end of your life imagine if you did like a youtube roundup and you could see the one video that you most frequently watched it's like cat playing piano or Mm. something like
3: that yeah (laughs) maybe do like a good youtube imagine
4: if when people died all the social media did that that would be be a bit grim
3: wouldn't it yeah it'd be a bit Mm. weird or what if it released everything you watched? No. Some people what would be it... very upset. Yeah.
4: What if it revealed all your secrets? <laughs> that would be horrible. Can you imagine. People would be spitting in their graves. Oh, my
3: God. Some people would be getting haunted.
4: Or imagine like... if they detected the social media companies could detect when someone had, like, an hour left to live Eww. and released it whilst they were still alive
3: ah. to their horror. Oh, that would be horrible. I'm sure they wouldn't. That's a horror film right there that needs to be written. Technology gone a mm, well, yeah. What have I done? Not a lot. I've been continuing my watch of The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. It's so bleak. Oh my god. Mm. I can only watch like one at, time, one at a time and then I'm like, no. I need something light. I need something lighter. What Can't year it. is it set in? I don't know. Is it the indistinct like it's future kind of year? The... I don't think it's like far in the future but I think it is in the future. Mm. It's kind of a a bit away but not a lot.
4: Whenever no, I set it phone. could be now, 'cause right. like it,
3: it kind of looks like now. Yeah. Apart from the red.
4: i I like to know what year stuff is set in for some reason. I find it's if it's me. set in the future, I'm like I need to know what year so I can kind of wrap my head around Yeah. What's going on.
3: Yeah. Like Blade Runner was like mm. two thousand and fifteen or yeah. something.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Back we've to the future. To... Yeah. Two thousand and
1: fifteen.
3: Got... We've not got to that stage in life yet. Certainly not. No half a cars, boo. That's sad. Mm. Well, yeah, in all that crazy fun, we watched The Omen. From 1976, directed by Richard Donner, which, unfortunately, has passed away this week mm. at 91 years of age. Yeah. It was not planned. I have a lot about this being a cursed film, so Mm. maybe that's why. I'm sorry. He is known for directing The Goonies. What Goonies, Scrooged, I and Superman one and two. Ah, is Superman two the one where he loses his powers? Because That's I've got my no favourite one. I I
4: have seen those films, but I can't remember I anything. I think like Superman which which. two is the one where he loses his powers. Which was the one with Richard Pryor in <sighs> Superman three?
3: Um, yeah.
4: And the one where he. Flies around the earth to turn back time, not, not, which makes no sense. Is that not
3: the one where he loses his powers? I don't know. Yes, is it? I, I think know. it is. I think it is. So. the one where Lois
4: Lane gets buried in dies. her car? Yeah,
3: because she dies. And yeah. then I think he goes back and he's like, no, I need my powers, because actually they are useful more mm. than I realised. And then he turns back the time. Mm. I think that's that one. Or I've just mashed a load of them together. Who knows? I'm not sure. So... Yeah, it scored a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, did the omen. And the synopsis is, an American ambassador and his wife have the perfect family, raising little Damien, but people start dying around him. Who is this child? Who even is this child? Written a haiku. Excellent. The perfect baby. Damien, son of Satan. What will he do next? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So, apparently... This is the only horror film that's been nominated for an Oscar in the song category. Uh And it's written and sung in Latin, which is quite strange.
4: The music was quite um, well done. It's ominous. It's not nice, but it's well It makes you feel like... It It makes you feel scared.
3: Yeah, scared and tense. The little kid who played Damien as well, Harvey Stevens, he was chosen for the role because... When he auditioned, Richard Donner was like, right, attack me. Come at me with everything you have. <laughs> so he did. And he like started clawing at his eyes and stuff and clawing at his face. And he was like, oh, this child uh, is a piece rough. of work. On. And then they were like, basically he commanded that he dyed his blonde hair black and cast him there and then. Wow. He was like, this kid's a little piece of work. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> You'd think
4: that would be... A reason not to cast someone if they went for your eyes, but they just showed it. But out.
3: no, he's like, no, no, no I'm loving it, it's they... great. Mm. Um, Gregory Peck, at this point, I think he'd retired from acting at this point, because it was in 1976. And his son committed suicide in 1975. Mm. So, I think... I don't know if it's like part of because like the the sort of part of the story is like losing a child and stuff and that kind of spoke to him and he was like no I'll do it because I feel like mm-hmm. they asked him but they weren't they they weren't sort of banking on that he'd accept mm-hmm. but he, he was like no I'll quite do it hard for him though. yeah I feel like yeah I think it must have been I think he was genuinely quite upset at yeah. some parts of it hmm. I remember watching this with my mum because my mum had a thing for Gregory Peck. <laughs> and she made me watch it when i was little <laughs> and it scared the bejesus I out of bet me it did it's scary and every an time adult. i thought about it I, all i could see was that fucking guy's head rolling on that glass mm. thing and every time i see some kind of flat thing i'm like no i'm not going near how, that. how old were you when you watched it mm, not that old probably like 13 or something mm. Mm, but yeah goodness. i was like i hate this kid this is not good <laughs> yeah you know those like metal sheets that you get like in the supermarkets that they have to put on the racks i don't know what they from what like shelves they're like big shelvy things i don't mm. know but every time i see those i'm like mm. Mm. nope nope i don't like it it's the same it's the same reaction as people get with um log trucks from watching final destination oh um mm. There's I, a log There's a lug accident. I get
4: this feeling. I've not seen Final Destination two, but I always get this feeling when, when any vehicle has got stuff laid on it and it doesn't have a tailgate. It's like that stuff. And can you've fly not even, off. You've not even watched it. I've not even watched it. My just the driving the, sense the, tells the me this. The fear is real. Just get a tailgate. Yeah. Of, or, or if you, carry in like something in a vehicle that doesn't fit a tailgate. Yeah fit something on the back
3: to stop stuff coming off. But anyway, it's... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. So apparently, as well, Gregory Peck had a cut salary when he did this, but said he would, like, take 10% of the gross Mm. of the thing, and it made it the highest paid performance of his career. Wow. It made a lot of money, I think. It made a lot of money. Apparently, Dick Van Dyke turned down (gasps) the role and regretted it. I can't imagine Dick Van Dyke doing it. I can't, I, can't. I can't. He's too he, like dancing
4: far too much. Yeah, no. Also, he would make Barry Van Dyke his son appear in it because he appears he does in it, everything yeah. with Dick Van Dyke in.
3: Apparently, the, uh, the there's like a there's like a sort of thing surrounding this film about how it was cursed. So I don't like two of things. the two of the. I think it was Gregory Peck and Richard Donner got separate planes. Oh, they were meant to get they were meant to get a certain plane, but they didn't get it. And the plane that they were going to get was struck by lightning. Oh, uh, the producer missed being struck by lightning, uh, so he had like a narrow miss. Hmm. One of the one of the hotels they were meant to stay in ended up being bombed by the IRA. Oh, I think Richard Donner was hit by a car at some point and had a, a, an accident, and the special effects artist was injured and his girlfriend was beheaded on the set of a bridge too far oh that's so awful it's terrifying there was lot that's even that's just a small piece of it as well there was loads of stuff that happened and oh apparently like the the church like were dead against them doing it and and they were like don't do it do you not think maybe someone would have looked at the title of the film and
4: looked at the, some of the stuff mm-hmm. that had happened in production and be like I'm not risking this. It was
3: initially going to be That's called like the, guy the
4: Birthmark. Decided not to go on the Titanic.
3: Yeah, it was going to be called the Birthmark mm. or or something like that, but then it ended up being called the Omen. But ugh, well, I hope it the curse doesn't spread through the TV screen. I know, right? Ugh. So we start with the titles, and there's a kid stood, and his shadow is a cross, and it's all very ominous. It's Latin music, and it's like, oh my god, this is horrible already. Then we cut to Gregory Peck, who is Richard Thorne, and he's in a car and he's travelling to the hospital. And he gets told that his child has died and he looks absolutely distraught. His mm. ba- his baby died and he and and he's like it's really sad because like he doesn't sort of say, Oh, I'm really sad, he's like, Oh, my wife really wanted a baby mm. which I was like, oh. And then and he's like, What do I say? What what am I gonna what am, how am I gonna tell her this kind of thing? And then they're like, Well, you could adopt, and and then he's like, "Well, she wanted her own baby." And then they're like, "We've got one in the back that looks like you." <laughs> um. All right then. I don't think a doctor is qualified to make. He was wasn't he even a, a
4: doctor. He was, he was a just vicar, a He was just priest. some kind
3: of priest guy. I don't know if. I, well. And he's like, "Let's not." Get yeah, into that, that baby. This looks... we're
4: only in the first five minutes.
3: It looks like you. Uh, your wife doesn't need to know. We'll just swap him out, and it'll be fine. And then he's like, you know, you can help this child because your this, this baby's mum died in the same moment as your child died, which I'd be like, that's fucking weird. I don't think I want anything to do with this. But anyway, and he's like, God has given you a son. So he's like, well, all right then, I guess. So they take the baby to the mum and she's really happy and she's quite satisfied that that is her child. And... They come home and it and it sort of, it sort of skips in time where mm. he's going to work. The kids a little bit older, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm going to we're we're moving to London because I've been appointed the ambassador for Great Britain." And they're like, "Oh, that's great! That's amazing! Things are really looking up for us, and and it's all very nice." So then they move to this house, which is massive. It's such a big house. It's so big, and then. Uh, and then he's like do you not think this house is a bit big and she's like well for the future president nothing's too good for you and he's like oh you that's funny and they're really happy and it's all lovely and then they're sort of walking i'm assuming they're walking the vast grounds of this (laughs) house because it looked like it had acres of land and damien's like probably two or something like that he's only tiny isn't he Apparently, he was originally called Domlin. What Domlin. Is that a name? Apparently, until the writer's wife was like, "Maybe you should call him Damien."
4: I I'm in two minds though, because there must have been a a number of little children
3: I imagine called Damien when steep it's declining. Kids yeah. being called Damien the
4: after. Poor, this. Poor parents and children who named their child damien just for the record the film had come out and i have a
3: friend called damien and he's a delight yeah he's a lovely man it's like people called alexa now (laughs) yeah (laughs) poor it's it's horrible (laughs) it's
4: horrible (laughs) these films and stuff steal names and turn them to mean something else and someone's lost their name
3: yeah.
4: I feel very passionate about this, apparently. Yeah. For you, yeah. It's really sort of <laughs> excited my tr- emotions. It's true, though, because yeah.
3: I imagine there was a steep decline. Apparently, the name Gary's on the decline. No one names the child Gary anymore. I
4: don't see a problem with I that. I can't
3: see a little baby Gary. No, Gary's are just men, like adult men. I wonder who would be the final Gary. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Gary Lineker. <gasps> oh,
4: no. Anyway.
3: Yeah. Anyway, so... They're strolling through these grounds and they're like, oh, Damien, he's having a beautiful time. And then they're like, oh no, where is he? Oh shit. So then they're like freaking out like, where is he? Because I feel like they're quite protective over this child because I think Mm. they've wanted this baby for so long. He's precious. Yeah. And then he's he's fine. He's just happy. He's laughing by a tree in his little
4: suit. He's so cute. Do you think he knew that that would scare them? And he did it on purpose? Yeah, definitely. Mm. This kid
3: is a little bastard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a little shit so then you get this sort of happy family montage and he's getting older so like the the times marching on and then it gets to his birthday party where he I don't know how old he is is he like five or six do you think
4: I think because he can so. kind of just talk yeah. but he's
3: not he's not uh, he's not big but like yeah so then uh, somebody's like oh there's loads of people at this party it's like a massive party And then one of them's like, oh, well, it's either the heir to the thorn millions or Jesus Christ himself, I'm not sure which. And he's got a nanny called Holly and she's like, oh, I'll take take him. And the mum's like, no, no, I'll take him, it's fine, you just chill out. And then she sort of walks off and looks at this Rottweiler. Apparently, (laughs) apparently... There was a surge in uh, people wanting Rottweilers after this film, really? which really doesn't compute. But apparently, mm. also the um, the Rottweiler that Mrs. Baylock had—you know—it's meant to be like a really mean, mm. horrible dog. Apparently, it was lovely and it I wanted to play bet, with everyone. I bet in real life it, it wanted was to lovely. play with everyone, yeah. and it was really friendly. And they were like, "No, you're a you're a scary hellhound," and he's like, "I'm not. I'm not. I just want to play." Like, he it. he
4: was a good actor
3: then because yeah, and I was like, oh. he creeped me out.
4: Well, she creeped me out in the film. Yeah, I think a Rottweiler is a dog to take on with experience I think if and they're caution.
3: Appropriately trained, they can. Yeah. It's like with yeah. any dog, yeah. isn't it? But like, they do look quite scary because they're big. A as lot well. of people, I think,
4: there's probably a temptation for people to buy them for their kind of reputation. They look,
3: yeah, but actually, they're quite sweet. I think they should cross them with something that's
4: like really really like a like, like a, hairy like a poodle a rot a, a oh it <laughs> would be like the most beefy angry poodle <laughs> oh my
3: god that'd be hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> like poodle like normal poodles are quite big quite as well tall, so you yeah. get a big poodle it'd be like a big scary poodle Sort of like a poodle on steroids hack poodle attack poodle yeah. i
4: wouldn't recommend anyone ever having a dog for purposes of attacking though because that is an a, a attack serious. yeah i want an attack poodle oh, mix it with a corgi <laughs> that'd be ideal a call a
3: caller a corwiler a rock a core oh hardcore oh <laughs> so yeah so everyone's having a great time at this party and then all of a sudden you hear this damien damien and i was like oh no i forgot about this bit and then uh, they're like huh? and the uh, nanny is stood at a window up mm. high up and she's like look at me damien and he's just like i don't really care what you're doing and then she's like i love you which is weird because you're a nanny and then just says it's all for you, and then jumps, and she's hung herself. <gasps> oh, I didn't like that bit. I, and then, then no one this likes this that bit, bear but in mind. Still. This is like fourteen minutes into the film yeah. and shit goes sideways, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was that soon. Mm. So I thought it was like further on, but I was like, oh. So like the photographer, there's a photographer there who who oh, appears. He's snap happy. David Warner, yeah, he yeah. appears and he's taking photos, which is a bit bleak.
4: I did, I just I couldn't look at that. Uh, not him taking photos but like that that kind of scene it was yeah really... all the
3: kids are like the, the clown even the clown was perturbed even, yeah it was horrible and i was like that's the worst ending to a party ever and i feel like clowns have probably seen it all probably yeah but ugh, it was horrible so like the mum's trying to like shield damien from this and he's mm. like staring at this dog so mm. i was like did the dog maker do it is the dog like psychic or did he make her do it through the dog? I don't know, but yeah, it was horrible, and uh, it cuts to Robert going to work, and then he gets to his like I don't know if he's in like the embassy or whatever I think it must be. The photographer's there, and he starts asking about this accident, and he's like, "I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it it was horrible, mm. but he keeps pushing and pushing, so then oh. he breaks his camera. <laughs> People. He breaks his camera and then he's like, oh, "I'm really sorry." And I was like, he's "Such a gentleman." He broke mm. his cameras. Like, I'm very sorry. Very sorry. People who push and like peck yeah. at someone to find out something—that's what photographers and like reporters are like They do. That's mad. what they do. They nitpick.
4: Makes me want to be like it's horrible. Well, if you thought that was bad, you should
3: have seen the killer whale. It it's it's sort of no wonder that people snap and mm. attack people because they, they yeah. goad them into it. Sorry, but then but...
4: the paparazzi or the film or whatever ever show mm. the person whoever it is, yeah, out like make them out to be really volatile.
3: And it's like yeah, but you've been pressing the buttons for like mm. God knows how long. Ugh. So he's gone to his office, and then somebody's like, Father Brennan's come to visit, and he's like, Who? why? and then they're like uh he says he's from the hospital something about the hospital and he's like "Mm, all right so he's like let him in i suppose so he comes in this guy and basically he sounds like a nut because he just comes in and he's like there's not much time you've got to accept christ as your savior i would be like let me stop you there get out i'm not into this do you find it frustrating in films obviously not in real life i feel like if he'd have come in and been like i think your son's evil yeah have you noticed anything weird going on yeah stuff like this where if you're like excuse me can like, you mind logical? if i just have a
4: quick chat with you i've, I've come yeah across some information logical, like this but no 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 they, they always accept can, christ what
3: just oh, it always happens in films and then he's where like,
4: someone does this it drives me
3: mad he's like take communion defeat the son of the devil he will kill again and then he's like, I, he was like, genuinely, I don't know what you're about. And then he's like, please listen, I was there. I witnessed the birth. I want to save you, Mr. Thorne. And then he's like, I saw its mother. And then he's like, my wife, my wife's the mother. I don't know what you're talking about. There was no secret adoption if you are insinuating this. It and then this... he says, his mother was ah. And then he's escorted out, so you don't find out what his mother was. <sighs> And I was like, I assumed I'd just missed that bit. No, he doesn't say. But what, then you what? find out. Was it a a jackal? I'm guessing a jackal. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. because he's this. Is that not a th- Is that not like the war of like? Is that not the lot? Have I just made that up in my mind? I have absolutely no idea. I feel idea. like there's something, uh, uh, something to do with a jackal. Mm. But yeah, because when he when he looks later, they, they find animal bones in the mother's grave. So she wasn't human.
4: Well, why was she in a
3: hospital giving birth? I don't know.
4: Unraveled the film there.
3: <laughs> maybe they. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe they just found the baby. Maybe. 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 Somebody I who left knows? the baby there. It's all. Yeah, I don't know. So he he gets dragged out of the building because he's been a crazy priest, and the photographer takes his picture. I wish he'd just gone in and been less crazy. Crazy. I know, yeah. He could have cut a lot of this out and been like, I think your son's the son of the devil. But then in real life... Check his head. How would you... Just look at his scalp. Convince him. And we'll see what it, happens. Yeah. Just mm. have a little have a little search. And then we'll talk. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So the photographer's developing photos and he sees this mark on, on the priest's photograph and it's like a line towards his head, which he thinks is maybe... A sort of fault in the film or something and and he, he doesn't really think about it at this point but then that comes into play later so it cuts back to them at home again and mrs baylock has arrived the new governess and she's just basically she just in there and she's like oh i'm the new governess and they're like oh okay then yeah and i but was like you're the hired. ambassador of great britain you yeah. should have more security than this and letting strange women come they in were your like house. i don't think they'd hired her And then, so, yeah, she's like, yeah, you. she's like, I'm here to help. And she's like, yeah, you see some nannies, like, they just can't hack it. And and they basically get homesick and depressed and Mm. stuff like that. And she's like, I've been doing it years. I don't have this problem. So then they're like, right. And then she's like, could I see him? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, can I see him alone? Which is weird. That's weird. No, you can't because you've just come in and I don't know who you are. It's alarm bells. But they agree. They're like, yeah yeah cool. off you go and then they're like oh she she seems all right and then he says to her oh where did you find her and then she's like i thought you found her so then they're like oh so that's
4: that, weird We've got a nanny no one hired if a lady came yeah. to your door and was like i'm your new cleaning lady can i just get started do you be like piss off
3: who are you yeah so then so then they march up to her they're like, excuse me excuse me uh where have you come from and who are you which you should have asked first, but never mind. And she's like, oh, the agency sent me because they saw the news about the nanny, so they knew that you'd be without one, so they sent me instead. And then she's like, here's my references. And then she goes to see Damien, and that's it. And they mm-hmm. let her. I'd be like, nah, some fishy going on there, but whatever. So so she goes in by herself, and Damien's like playing with trains or something. And uh, she says, have no fear, little one. I'm here to protect thee. And he just smiles at her. just like, oh all right so then it cuts to the parents are going out and the nanny sort of says oh he wants to go to the park and then the mum's like no we're going to a church we're going for a wedding he needs to be ready and she kind of pushes against it and she's like get him dressed and put him in the car because he's going to this wedding so they they drive to this church and the pulling up to this church and getting closer and he kind of looks a bit he's perturbed by it. No. And then they're like, what's up with him? And she's like, it's only a church. What's up with you? What's... And, he, and he starts like hiding like mm. into his mum, like just like recoiling in horror. And then she's like, he's shaking all over. I don't know what's up with him. And then basically he freaks the fuck out and attacks the mum and starts like clawing at her and stuff, which is the the audition oh, scene mm. that it had to be done. And he's like, no, and then she's like fucking hell what's going on and then basically they're like right we've got to go so they just carry on driving and then it cuts to the night so they've gone home and then the the dad's kind of going do you need a doctor or anything and she's like no just a few bruises and i was like that kid's like bruised you and he's like Mm. a tiny little child i was like oh so they're like do do we need one for him because that wasn't normal and they're like no it's fine now He's happy as Larry now He's gone to bed not a problem ah oh, absolutely fine just so had, a, had just a blip just a little blip He just had a bit like you could you could put it down to like toddlers kicking off because they do sometimes like all the all the stuff that happens isn't supernatural mm. you can actually see it like yeah it, it's kind of it could happen so it, it sort of plants that seed of doubt of like is he actually behind it mm-hmm. or is is the, ga- the dad kind of going nuts which well, is quite that's interesting
4: that's the thing that I find quite creepy about this mm. is it's like is are you watching a supernatural horror or are you watching someone's descent into paranoid delusions
3: yeah exactly it's quite that's disturbing it. it is he yeah so then he, he sort of says to her come to think of it he's never been ill and he like at all he's never had anything and then she's like well he's just healthy he's fine he just had a fright he'll get over it it's fine but the dad's a bit like i'm not sure about this so he goes out to sort of wander the house for some reason in the dark and comes across this bloody rottweiler that's growling at him Mm. him and he's like uh what the hell and then the the nanny sort of comes yeah so i found him outside damien absolutely loves him he's a good watchdog and then found a rottweiler outside just found a rottweiler outside oh well i'll and bring he's like, it in there. we don't need a dog and if we do i'll get one myself thanks we'll be getting a rotcore and then he's like i'm getting an attack poodle if anything <laughs> he's like you better get someone to collect this dog because i'm not playing so then he goes to check damien and he's absolutely fast asleep then it cuts to Windsor Safari Park. And I was like, this isn't Windsor Safari Park. It's Nosley Safari been. Park. Oh. Because I have absolutely been to this Safari Park. I haven't park, been to either. My parents where you drive took through me the to Safari Park. Because I think they were worried yeah.
4: about the car. Or either that or they just didn't want to drive. Where you drive
3: through the baboons. All the way there. They're little shits. They, they started doing a... They did a route where you didn't have to go through it. Because mm. like people were like messing the cars up and stuff. And they weren't happy.
4: I, I don't know how I feel about safari parks yeah i wouldn't mind if i could go in like a sort of one of those jeeps that they always have in oh no films. not with baboons what if
3: they jump in with you oh. have you seen that video on youtube of that
4: guy who's in an open top jeep in on in africa on Safari as a sort of tourist and a cheetah gets in with him oh, and no. he stays still like a statue. He doesn't move an inch and the cheetah's like sniffing around right near his face and oh he literally God, no. just does not move. i would move. be showing myself
3: big time. Uh. I'd be...
4: I'd, I'd, I don't know what I'd do. I'd either freeze or I'd scream.
3: I'd scream. Or try to stroke it or I'd something, <laughs> like I... bite me. <laughs> I'd be like, ah! It's like t- tigers look really, really soft They're and kiddly, tactile. Don't they? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, you'd never stroke one because it'd have your hand off, but like, they look so like fluffy and nice. Mm. But I wouldn't do it because it's silly. So this scene, to get the baboons to go crazy, they at first put a little baby baboon in the back seat of the car to get a reaction from the other baboons. Oh, and really? And it had no
4: effect at all. I had wondered what they did with the animals to get them to react. Like, the well, giraffes, I was like, did they just wave there about was no... a peach tree at the giraffes and they all went to there it There was something.
3: no response. So then what they did was, they got the head baboon, like the alpha baboon, mm. and put it in the car, and then they mm. all lost their shit and went mental. Mm. So, like, her reaction is genuinely quite... She was quite frightened, because they did, like, attack the car. Mm. and also there was a goddamn baboon in the back yeah. of the car so you'd be like oh my god what is happening so they're in this uh, safari park and he's looking at giraffes and they run away because he's scary and evil i was like
4: those <laughs> giraffes aren't running away from something; they're running to something they're hopefully. running away from that
3: kid apparently that kid as well he was really naughty was he say, he was always misbehaving and i was like Oof, "Little." Low. i wonder what he's like now i hope he's nice i uh, hope he's okay so they drive through this baboon enclosure and they start acting weird and get really vicious and start attacking the car and then the mum's like holding the kid and she's like ah! and then they're like drive away quick and then uh it cuts to the night time and dad's come home from work and he's like are you all right and she's like yeah i'm fine and then he's like you tell me if anything was wrong i'm i'm fine i'm good and then she's like no i'm not actually fine and then he's like what is it kathy and she's like i need to see a psychiatrist and he's like um all right then and she's like i've got fears i've got fears and i need to talk to somebody about it i need a doctor so he's like fine we'll get you a doctor he's such a supportive guy Mm. he's such a good guy and he's like yeah fine i'll help you i will support you through this and i'm like oh so nice yeah well yeah
4: yeah
3: Apparently, this uh, film as well was released on June the 6th, 1976. Mm-hmm. So, then it cuts to a rugby match. They're at a rugby match. I feel like it's part of his like social events Yeah, ambassador. He's watching a rugby match for some reason. And the photographer's there. And he's documenting Robert Thorne. And the priest's there again. Crazy priest. And he's like, meet me in Bishop's Park. Your wife is in danger. And he's like, what? he's like just meet me so then the priest goes off and the photographer's like can i take a photo of your father he's like yeah i guess so he takes another photo of him and then it cuts to him developing the photo again Mm. and he sees the mark again Mm. and he's like "Mm, that's weird so it's the next day and thorn meets with this priest in the park and he starts talking about revelations and the day rises and all this it's like a whole passage of basically some bad shit's about to go down it's terrible and he's like you've got to visit an old man and i was like it's like zelda isn't it it's like visit an old man and get a something so then you can vanquish the other I've thing i've never played I was zelda, like, oh my god it's crazy and then he's basically intriguing. he's basically like the child must die and he's like that's the the thing is that's like a really shocking thing to say isn't it yeah yeah start small and work your way up like you know i think your child might be evil think you might be the son of the devil i think you need to kill him just work your way up (laughs) and he's like it's not funny i was just laughing at the
4: (laughs) the escalation that you did there not at what you were saying it was a slower escalation than
3: he did And he's like, he basically says that your wife's pregnant and he won't allow the child to be born. He's the son of the devil. He's a little piece of work. And he's like, he will kill you when he's got everything he wants. But the dad's still not convinced. And he's like, I never want to see you again. Mm. And he's like, stop harassing me. Stop harassing my family. I'm sick of this. Go away. So he leaves. And then we get ominous wind. And the priest moves on out of this pack. It's so
4: blustery. It's it
3: gets worse. It's
4: intensely blustery. It's
3: ominous. I can't um, imagine the size of the fan. And it gets that worse they needed to I create know.
4: this level of Ominous Wind. wind.
3: Yeah. And he, he's sort of running through this pack and he looks really scared. And then lightning strikes a tree like that's really near him and he's like, Ah, I better run. So then he runs and finds the church that they were gonna go to for mm. the wedding climbs over a fence to get in and he avoids more lightning so there's like lightning striking him it's windy and he's like oh my god so he tries to get into this church but he can't because it's all locked up and then he's he's kind of circling the outside to try and get in and then you get this picture of this big spire thing that's on this church the lightning hits this spire and it breaks falls and then basically impales the priest Mm. like through his head or something Mm -hmm. or neck Awful. I know, so then he dies. Then it cuts to the mum the mum's like really frazzled and and Damien's sort of making noise and she's like, Get him out of here, He's driving me by me And then uh she she doesn't feel right at all and she's like, I feel dreadful, I just I just need to go and talk to this doctor kind of thing. And then the dad's like, I'm gonna talk to the doctor and she's like, Well, yeah, I think you should. So he um does she say she says she's like i don't want any more children and he's like oh. and then she's like i need an abortion i've just found out that i'm pregnant and then he's like like the priest said <gasps> dun, 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 dun. yeah and then uh he gets a phone call and they like check the paper and it's the news article that the priest died in this horrible accident so then he decides to go and have a word with this doctor, and, and they sort of saying like she's she can't cope she's in a really bad mental state at the moment she thinks the child's evil she thinks the child's not hers and i was like that's interesting mums know mm. it was like mum's instinct she knows yep. that that child isn't hers and then uh, he's like i will not have this abortion going ahead i refuse i'm not allowing it and then he says it was foretold that she'd get pregnant and that it would be terminated, so I'm going to make sure that it isn't. That's what's happening. So then it cuts to Damien on his trike Mm. while mum's sorting out plants on stairs. Their plant game in this house is very good. Lots of plants. But also in very precarious Mm. positions. So she's standing on a table to try and water these plants, and the nanny opens the door to the playroom and lets him out Mm. with his trike. And he basically just full on trikes into this table, and then she gets knocked over the banister of the stairs. There's that scene where the fish bowl drops. Oh yeah. Apparently they were sardines that were painted orange <laughs> because.
4: Wait, he... how did you paint us? Oh, was it were they alive? No. Oh, okay. Because
3: he didn't want to use live goldfish to kill them for a scene. Well, I think that's. Mm. reasonable yeah. yeah i thought that was fair yeah so she she's sort of hanging on to this banister like going oh, i just want to live and damien's just watching her but then i was like what is a kid gonna do uh, yeah he's not really gonna help you up because he he's oh, tiny really, he could have shouted nanny, for nanny help but he yeah. doesn't and she falls basically falls down and i was like oh my god she's dead oh it's horrible dead. and then he just sods off back to his room mm not even bothered and i was like oh you absolute piece of work so then uh husband goes to the icu and they get told that she will recover she's all right there's a bit of internal bleeding she's cracked her rib i think she's broken her arm but she's all right Mm -hmm. and then he's like what about the baby and they're like no we lost the baby Mm -hmm. the doctor has no tact at all either like he's about as subtle as a brick he's like yeah baby's dead like, so, literally. And yeah. I'm like, what is your bedside manner, chap? Like, what's going on? Surely. Oh I mean, I thing it's is, though, it depends on the person who is the doctor. But yeah. having a bit of bedside manner, you'd think... It's kind of a real big, important thing when you're telling people terrible news. Mm. Oh, my God, honestly. So she's in a right state, and then he goes to see her, and then all she says is, don't let him kill me. Mm. Because, obviously she knows what he's up to and then he's like it's fine it'll be fine don't worry he goes home the dog's still there and he's like why is this dog still here and then i think she says that it's going so he's like right fine so then he gets a phone call from keith who is the photographer Mm -hmm. and he's like i need to talk to you about the uh, priest that died because i think something's going on so they meet up and he shows him these uh, pictures and it shows her the nanny one and she has a mark around her neck. Mm. The priest has a mark like pointing to him. And I think he says that, yeah, he, sa- he says that he says for some reason he's got a coroner's report on this priest. I don't how know how the hell he's managed that? that. I don't know. But it says apparently he had cancer, he knew he was dying and he. And apparently he had three sixes on his thigh as a birthmark. So I think he'd like maybe just recently found Jesus. So they end up going to where the priest was living and they find that it's near the church and there's pages from the Bible and crosses everywhere in this room and they're like, it looks like he was trying to keep something out. And then he says, oh, I found a diary about you, about Mm. like what your comings and goings. And I was like, what a stalker Bible, that's horrible. And then... uh, he says that he'd learnt about an unusual phenomenon, a comet over Europe which resembled a star appeared on the 6th of June Ooh. and then he's like, when was your son born? And he's like, the 6th of June and then he's like, my son died, I don't know whose son that is but he's accepted he was it born now. that day. Yeah. And the photographer's like, I want to help you. And he's like, well, I don't understand why you want to help because it doesn't really benefit you. And he's like, well, it might do because I was taking photos in here and I took a photo of myself by accident. And he had a a line on his, across his neck. So he's like, I think it might benefit me if I help you. (laughs) Uh, the, The wife is at hospital and she's terrified. And then... Uh Thorne gets home and Mrs Baylock is the only person there. She's like, Oh yeah, all your staff have quit and he's like What? And he's like, Yeah she's like, Yeah, I'm I'm fine, I'm I'm sorting everything out, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then he's like, What about the dog? and she she's like, Yeah, he's gone, it's fine. So then I think he basically he basically ups and leaves to go investigate with this photographer and leaves her to run the house basically yeah yeah they end up traveling to the hospital where the where the kids were born and it turns out that there was a fire there five years ago and there's no records they were all destroyed and he's like i adopted a child here and they're like no 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 there was no adoptions here i don't know what you're talking about and then he says there was a priest here who witnessed it he he was here like he knows about it and they're like ah, he's in a monastery now so they're like right okay and then he kind of he kind of goes through this um this sort of poem thing that that the priest was telling him about and they kind of come across like the devil's child or the antichrist Basically, they they come to the the conclusion that this kid's going to rise in the world of politics, where I guess you'd have most power in the world, Mm. which is kind of terrifying. Which is not a good prospect. No. So So they arrive at this monastery looking for the priest and they find him and he's missing an eye and he looks like he's been burnt. So I I feel like he might have been in the fire or he started the fire. I don't know. Who knows? But they're like, he's never spoken a word since he's been here. He's paying penance for abandoning Christ, and then they're like, "What? Why did, When did he do that?" And then they're kind of talking about the three sixes being the the kind of it's kind of the diabolical Trinity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit kind of thing. And then he's like, "I need to I need to talk to this priest because they say that he can write rather mm. than speak." So they're like, "Where did the child come from? And where's the mum?" And he writes Cervete, Servet, which is a, a cemetery. And they're like, there's only graves there now. It's not... Like, it's, it's old cemetery. So then they decide to go and look in the cemetery in the pitch black because, Ugh, you know, you why wouldn't you? wouldn't. And then uh, they find this grave of Maria Sciana who died on June the 6th five years ago and had a little boy. And at this point, you can see there's dogs starting to gather mm. and watch them while they're looking at this thing. And then... He's sort of saying, "Is my son buried here? Why? Why is he? Why is he buried here?" So then, they decide to open the grave of this Maria Sciana. It's a very serious undertaking. Is opening a grave? I don't think anyone but I the police think, should do, do it. I didn't. I don't want. To, I wouldn't want mm. to. But they do it anyway, and it's an animal, which I thought was maybe a jackal because mm. of the the thing. Because because he said his mother was a something. Yeah. Um. So they're like, well, that's not a person. So what's that about? And then they're like, maybe the, if it, if it's a, an animal in the baby's grave, then maybe there's some sort of foul play afoot, maybe. But then they open it and it's a little baby, and I was I like, oh, that's horrible. Like, this film is really bad. And then he comes sometimes. to the conclusion that when his child was born, they killed his child to replace it with damien and i was like oh and he's and he's absolutely distraught and he's oh it's horrible and i was like oh god it's so sad and then uh, they get attacked by dogs because of the evil dogs they run away and the dogs are chasing him and robert jumps up over a fence and paces his arm on a spike which reminded me of alan partridge and made me laugh but that's a different color fish Mm. the photographer manages to escape and help him off the gate and they managed to get away and then it cuts to the wife at the hospital trying to answer the phone and i was like she's got a broken arm why would you put the phone on that side of her (laughs) and he's like it's robert you've got to do what i say and he's like you've got to leave london right now go to rome and she's like i don't think I, i'm in any fit state I don't to think leave she
4: should be traveling he's no. like i don't
3: think i'm well enough and he's like just do it you've got to do it come on let's go and he's and he's like tom's gonna pick you up it's gonna be great so she starts to get ready to leave like trying to put a coat on and stuff with a broken arm and mm, struggling quite ideal. a lot yeah and she's got like um, a thing over her head and she hears a noise so she's like oh is that you tom i'm nearly ready Get ready. But then she turns round and it's Mrs. Baylock. Mm. She's there. And then basically all you see is it cuts to the outside of um, an ambulance pulling under the window and then she comes out of the window Ugh. through the ambulance Ugh. and then obviously she dies. And I was like, oh, oh terrible. No, it's horrible. It's It's so horrible. This film is too close to the bone. It is. It's so sad. So then... Robert gets a call of it's Tom and basically tells him that Kathy's died and he's absolutely destroyed. He's sort of lying on the bed being sad and the photographer comes back to meet him and tells him about there's an excavation in Jerusalem and, and the man that he told him to go see is an exorcist there so that's where we need to go. And then he sort of remembers this poem from Revelations and basically says, my wife's dead. I need this kid to die. I'm ready for this now. So they visit these ruins to find this guy. I think he's called like Bugenhagen or something. And it says that Christianity began here. And then he's like, uh, that priest is dead, right? And they're like, yep, yep, he's dead. Everyone's dead. It's terrible. It's um, not. It's just. It's just terrible. And then he's like, to the photographer, he's like, take a five while I chat to Robert because you need to not hear this so he's like right you've got to do it at a church it's got to be on hallowed ground you've got to spill blood on the altar of god with these knives and basically make a cross out of it there's like loads of knives hmm. and like one's in the center and then you've got to make a cross out of the other ones and then he's like he's not a human child and he's like i need proof before i do this because this is this, this is, is pretty dark stuff.' Yeah. and he's like he'll have.'" A birthmark. He'll have three sixes on him and he's like he doesn't have it i've bathed him i know what he looks like he definitely hasn't got one and he was like have you checked under his hair and he's like you need to you need to do it and then he he basically says like you you know you've got to do this so then he leaves and the photographer's kind of going what did he say what what, what did he say and, he's, and he was like basically he needs to to murder a kid mm. and i don't really want but, to murder well, a child no and he's like i don't i don't want to do it. i can't do it I, I can't murder my own child that's fucking dark to be fair and then the photographer's like if you won't do it i'll do it and then uh we see that they're kind of at the bottom of a hill and there's a van at the top of it and somebody gets out of the van but clicks off the handbrake mm. and the car starts rolling down the hill and the car's got a massive sheet of glass on it oh Photographer is at the bottom of this hill. The car rolls to the bottom, but then it stops on something. But the sheet of glass shoots out and basically cuts this guy's head off. And apparently they filmed it because it's filmed from various angles. And they filmed it. So basically, if you were like, oh, no, I don't want to see this. I'll shut my eyes. But then open it again. You'll see it. You'll see it again. Oh, that's impressive. Like, every time... I think about this film, I'm like, photographer, head comes off. That's all I can (laughs) think about. Head comes off. That's it. Yeah. And it's horrible. And I was like, oh no, it's horrible. Why? So then basically, he... uh, Robert's on the plane and he basically knows what he's got to do. He gets home and the dog's still there. And he's like, (sighs) that bloody dog's still there. And it's kind of roaming and, it, and it, uh, I feel like he gets a sense that it's looking for him and it'll mm. probably try and savage him if it comes near him. So he's like, I'll hide from this dog. And then he manages to trap it downstairs, away from Damien. He's fast asleep in his bed. So then he goes into his room and gets some scissors and starts chopping, chopping his, his hair. hair. And I was like, ooh, somebody cutting your hair while you sleep. That's horrible. Eww. But he's like trimming his hair and then he, he goes to sort of... He's like a knit nurse, like rooting <laughs> through his hair. But then he finds this mark and he's like, oh, mm. no. So then uh, Baylock comes and attacks him and it's absolute chaos because she's trying to, like, kill him or whatever. He manages to grab Damien. Damien's screaming his head off. She's screaming because she's trying to get hold of him and it's just... It's oh, horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. He fights her off and manages to stab her in the neck and when he does that, the dog starts howling mm. so they feel like they're all connected oh, to each oh, other. Oh. And then he takes Damien to the car to church and then basically drives off, but he speeds off. And I was like, why have you done that? Just drive normally. Mm. Because then he speeds past the police. So then it alerts them of what he's doing. And they're like, oh, it's speeding. We better chase him. So they go and chase him. And then they're like, we're going to call for backup because I think there might be a diplomatic incident going on because obviously he's the ambassador. And they're like something's going down this is bad and maybe it might be like he's been chased or something so i feel like they've got good intentions did he have diplomatic plates people in diplomats and movies
4: always have diplomatic plates and everyone's like i feel like he, the car had diplomatic I plates i never seen did
3: them. i think he did in like the big black car but his mm. own car i don't think he did his little white car that he was in but, like, he's driving and trying to, like... He's, like, holding Damien down on the seat while he's kicking off, but driving at the same time. And I was like, that's some skill, because that's quite hard.
4: It'd have to be an automatic, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah. And then uh, and then they get to the church. And they, this, like, really upset me, this bit, I, because he's, like... I couldn't watch this bit. He's, he's basically, like, holding the kid, but, like, dragging him into this church. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's crying then, like, there's a bit where he, like, drags him up the altar. And I was like, oh, he's just a little boy, but he's an evil boy. Very distressing. But then I was like, you need to kill this kid. He's evil, Mm. but, oh, it's horrible. And then uh, he basically holds him down on this altar, gets one of these knives, and he's kind of wriggling around, and and he's going to stab him. And he just looks at him, and he's like, no, Daddy, no. And I was like, oh. And he just, he can't do it. He just can't do it, and he hesitates because... It's his kid, and then he kind of—I think he sort of thinks, "No, I've got to do it," and sort of raises up. But at that point, the police come in Uh, and shoot him. uh, And I was like, "No, it's horrible!" So then it cuts to the funeral of Robert, and I'm guessing Cathy, because there was Mm. two coffins. But it's like a proper like state funeral, isn't it? And all the sort of all the high ups are there and and sort of watching this transpire and then you get a guy saying oh mr president your car's over there and you see that they're stood with damien uh, and then he looks back and you get this little smile that creeps on his blech. face that little oil shit and then you get this title card about like the number of the beast and then it's it ends bean apparently uh that, that scene they told that he told that little boy um he was like don't you don't you laugh it's like don't you dare laugh <laughs> don't you laugh if you laugh I won't be your friend so he's like stifling a laugh <laughs> because he was like don't you dare laugh and you got this little little, little smile. mischievous grin yeah but I was like but apparently he told him like he told him loads of stuff like that like apparently he, um like to get a reaction out of him. He uh, he was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you, you little, really? you little. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he's really. I funny. just think horror films and children I'll don't you. mix. C- he threatened to clubber him at one point. He was like, so there's like bits where he's like really grumpy and stuff, and it's like because he's been horrible to
4: him. Oh, I just don't.
3: I just think children shouldn't be in
4: horror films. <laughs> I just don't think if you're gonna have a child yeah. in a horror film, you CGI. Yeah. I just, uh, I just don't mix. Just I think, keep those worlds I feel separate. like they do
3: keep them away from stuff, because there's nothing... Yeah, I mean, obviously they would try, yeah. yeah but I'm but just yeah, like, like, oh, stuff like that it just creeps like... me out. But I like that, don't, don't you laugh, I won't be a friend. <laughs> Apparently, uh, David Warner kept his severed head oh. as a momentum of the omen until his divorce, where his ex-wife his wife got, got custody of cause... it. Gutted. <laughs> Yeah, oh, there were so many... Um, what kind of wife wants the severed head? Because she was like, I hate you, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> okay. Apparently the film formed the basis of Good Omens, which was by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, oh. which I thought was quite interesting. I liked it, I've not watched it for years, but I thought it was really good. What's It was the creepy it, AF, film. yeah. I
4: thought it was good... I didn't enjoy it did Of quality. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that it was a bad film. I, yeah. I said that earlier, but I meant bad as in bad things yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's not a bad film, but I found it really quite distressing and disturbing. I it didn't is. enjoy watching it.
3: Yeah. I didn't I feel, feel like...
4: like it enriched my life. I feel like it did the reverse.
3: <laughs> I feel like this could be like remade by someone like Ari Aster where he, like really focuses on like the dynamic of the family and mm. stuff and like losing a child and it just oh, deals with it, things that
4: are really like close to everyone's mm. emotions. Like you could have a horror film about an alligator. Yeah, there is one. It's m- called Crawl. Crawl. Maybe we should do that one. Mm. And it, but it wouldn't cut close to home. Yeah, yeah, that's it. One it's creepy can. kids, isn't it? Yeah, kids, yeah. But. They just, I just don't think anyone should be allowed to write or produce a horror film with children in. It just—it's just creepy. Kids. Creepy. I feel. Uh,
3: apparently, the C, The theme song is called Ave Satani, which means Hail Satan. Yeah. Which Don't make sense. Don't. <laughs> oh. I liked it. I'm going to give it a five out of five. It's classic. I'm going to give it a, a negative like a six. F- I'm going to give it a foghorn horn out of five, which is
4: like, because <laughs> mm, it's just.
3: Mm yeah it's just, i it's just
4: foghorn
3: uh i think gore probably a two just for the head and the the strangling because that did kind of sit well clearly it stuck with me for the rest of my life so all i'll see is his head just rolling that's on why i, piece I, I didn't watch that bit did you not no. oh my god it's it's burned into my retina's that from a young age humor there's no humor it's not funny mm. <laughs> we need more funny films it's not funny but overall, I I like it. Like it's a it's a staple. It's a classic. Definitely worth a watch. I would say, if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into creepy never kids.
4: I'd be interested. sitting comfortably in your living room ever again.
3: <laughs> I'd be interested to see what that little kid's up to. Might have to do some research mm. about that. What we do next week? So next week. We're carrying on... I, th- I I don't know if it's 70s. I think it's the 70s, this one. So we're carrying on in, in sort of old classics. So we're going to do Don't Look Now. Oh. Mm. Never heard of that. It's very interesting. It's got uh, Donald Sutherland in it. Oh, Yeah. It's a good one. So for next week, watch Don't Look Now. Wow. Well and in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNSHorrorPod and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange.hotmail.com And we're also on Buy Me A Coffee if you want to request a film or get access to our extra Twin Peaks content. Yeah. Give us a donation. I love Twin Peaks. Keep us caffeinated. Yeah. And that's us for this week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye.